you're sick, your husband's sick, or your child is sick for the 10th time this week. Am I a bad mom if? Should they know how to do this? Should I know how to do this? Why does it always seem to come so easy to everybody else? Well, hello and welcome to the New Mom Naturopath Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, and I'm here to help you navigate the roller coaster ride of motherhood and to help conquer the mental load of postpartum. My goal is to help you to stop panic Googling, finding judgy Facebook groups, and to start to become the mother you've always dreamed you could be. In this podcast, I aim to adopt the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. None of this information should be considered medical advice. As always, before you make any changes to your healthcare regimen, always consult your personal doctor. Whew, returning to work. This is probably one of the most stressful parts of postpartum. Okay, I lie. I feel like every time that I record an episode, it's like, this is the most stressful. Let's face it. Being a new mom is really stressful, and there's a lot to, that goes on. And when you experience the process of having to go back to work, whether it's something that you want to do or it's something that you are having to do because of finances, because of the environment you're in, or just what for whatever reason you're having to go back to work. And in the U.S., this happens about three months in, um, which is crazy because you're nowhere near ready. Uh, nowhere near ready at all. I just wanted to address that there is a lot of things that help create a plan for when you have to go back to work. And I realize that this is going to be very much isolated to a U.S. audience because this is kind of how our laws are structured. And it's not very supportive of women, it's not very supportive of families, and it sure as hell does not calculate in all the days that are going to be high stress because you wake up and you are sick, your husband's sick, or your child is sick for the 10th time this week. So just get used to it. I remember I started out, I had the privilege of having only a part-time nanny with me that would watch my son while I went to classes because I was in school at the time that I had my son. And so I could have someone around a couple hours a week and it really helped and I was able to manage that. And then it got to the point where I was going to be full-time and I had to enroll him in daycare. And the scariest thing was I didn't have a plan. I didn't know where he was going to go. I didn't have the applications filled out. And so I had to just call random places and interview them. And luckily, God kind of just put where we were supposed to be in the mix of the places that I called. And happenstance had it be that we ended up with a really great group of people that have been watching my son since then. But that doesn't take away from the chaos. So I wanted to give you three main frameworks of how you will work on getting back to work. The first one is I want you to get used to how your emotions are going to occur in terms of going back to work. There are a multitude of emotions. Some of, some women are going to experience all three of these at the same time. Some women are going to experience none of these. And some women are going to have them all at different times or just one what I want to emphasize is that no matter what your experience is, it's totally normal. Normal to feel the way you feel. And it's okay to just sit in that feeling and allow yourself to feel that way. So the first feeling that a lot of women have is the wanting to go back to work because your mental health, your mental, like uh, how you are interacting with your child has zero mental simulation. You want to actually have human interactions that don't go or involve poopy diapers. So 
this is kind of where a lot of women feel like I want to get back in the workforce. I want to go work, but I feel guilty because I should worst word ever, but I should want to be just with my kid all the time. I should want this. I should love this. I should have this feeling that I am a mom because I have a child now. So I should just want to be with them all the time, all the time. The reality of that is we don't live in a world, especially in the U.S., where you likely have the ability to stay home. Um, for a lot of people don't have that ability. Some people make it work. Some people make it happen. And some people are forced to make it happen because of how high costs of health care is. <sighs> Interruption from my phone. Anyway, some people have to make it work. Uh, only having one income, but most people that I, where I live, most people end up having to have one person work, or both people work, and having to have some sort of child care, which makes life really difficult. The other emotion is not wanting to go back to work and feeling guilty that you don't want to go back to work because it puts a financial strain on your family, and that's totally normal. And then the, another emotion that a lot of women feel is this financial pressure that daycare puts on you and on your work and on your life. Now, daycare is to be paid whether or not your child actually attends. And during the first year, your child is going to get every illness known to man. I call it the chronic daycare cough or the chronic snotty nose. Like you're not going to know whether or not one cold has finished before the other has started. They're going to get hand, foot, mouth disease. They're going to get strep throat. Like there's just anything that you could imagine a child eating that first year, they're just going to be sick. They're just going to be sick all the damn time. Excuse the language. Uh, and um, it's something to know that that is a financial stress because not only can you not work if you don't have childcare, but you still have to pay the childcare fees to keep their spot in daycare. And there's a lot of times where government officials and or daycare policy will rule that you can't return back unless you have a doctor's note or you can't return back until such and such amount of time, dependent on what condition it is. And this got really hairy during COVID, like really hairy. But then also, I found a daycare that was very good at working with me of like, there was a line that we couldn't cross of like, hey, he's really sick right now. We can't take care of him versus he is daycare sick. He's got like a runny nose, a, snuff, a stuffy nose, and there's nothing I can do about it. And he's just building an immune system. Your child is going to get sick. Like they are going to get sick and they're going to get sick a lot. So it's something to know, especially in that first year of being around other kiddos and it's you just can't avoid it. The last feeling that I felt numerous times during this point in our postpartum experience was that we could never win. It felt like I could I was always battling something. Something was always going wrong. Something was always like the shoe was always dropping. There was never enough time. We were always late for daycare or I didn't have enough time at daycare because daycare only has 10 hours a day in a lot of states that regulate they can only watch them for 10 hours a day, which I know sounds crazy. But if you work an eight hour shift and you live anywhere that has more than 30 minutes of traffic, that's around a nine hour day in and of itself. If you have just 30 minutes of traffic, assuming everything goes right, there's zero like alterations in your schedule and they just go and transition to their daycare teacher without a bus which can happen. I'm not going to say that, to, but like, let's be real. Life happens. So the constant feeling of stress 
is going to happen as a result of your child going back to daycare. And it's just something that you have to really have a plan for. So how do I plan for six days? Well, I created a game plan between my husband and I. We had um, where, like, I would know when things were going to occur that I had to be ready to work in terms of, you know, my schooling. My schooling actually was more like a job at this point because it was mostly clinical work. So I was working on a lot of shifts, and there was a lot of, of actual things I had to be present for. And my husband also was a resident at the time. Um, No, actually, he was in his last year. Just kidding. Go back. This is, it's all a blur. That first year, it's all a blur. But he was working and going to school. So there were times where it was like, he, this makes sense for him to take him. It makes sense for me to take him. But most of the time, it was me who had to kind of juggle things around. And because we had the relationship already established with our nanny in the first couple of months that I had to go back to school, we were able to have someone watch over him and make a clear um, coverage of a lot of what we were doing on the days where he absolutely couldn't go to daycare, but wasn't really sick enough for me to take him. And someone else was willing to be exposed to, you know, that goop. And that really worked. It really helped me to know the policies that were available to me at my school, at my husband's work, at my work, wherever we had. Like, we knew exactly what the rules were and where the line was of what we could and could not get away with. And that made us really um, diligent about what what steps we were going to take in order to cover our child and have him be watched. And this gets immensely more challenging when you don't have family member near you. It, it really is challenging to figure out how to make this happen. And so what I want to say is, especially to those parents that don't have grandparents, that don't have family or don't have immediate friends that are willing to cover them or watch their child, give yourself grace. This is going to be a challenge. You're going to have days where this doesn't work and it's going to be a, a strain on you both financially and emotionally because it's just going to feel like all the shoes can drop at the same time and it's really, really hard. No other way to work about it. This can cause strain in your relationships at work and make it hard for you to keep a position. So I always tell people and moms that they need to be in a position where they're supported, where they feel like they can actually either work from home or work as um, independently, where their time isn't necessarily a factor, but more a efficiency of getting the job done. And that's really hard. There's no other way to put it. The other thing I wanted to talk about was nursing. And a lot of moms will start to freak out as soon as the baby comes because they see these grandiose refrigerators or freezers of breast, breast milk, like just like stacked. You don't need that much breast milk. What you need is to have enough breast milk to get through tomorrow, enough breast milk to get to tomorrow. And that, that really doesn't include the times where you're actually still going to be nursing because sometimes you're going to be nursing throughout the night, even when you are gone from them during the day. It is really important that you introduce a, daycare, a, a bottle before they go to daycare so that you can find the right nipple that they'll actually accept, find the right bottle that works best for them, and you learn how to pace feed when they're doing a bottle. You also can introduce formula. It won't hurt them. It, it isn't a negative thing. It's a benefit, especially if you are a working mom. It is very challenging to make sure that you keep up supply enough. And it is really, really important that you keep supply up one of those first couple months if you're going to continue to nurse. So, you know, making sure that you're getting a break every three hours or so and managing to empty your breasts whenever you have that chance. 
it is really important that you relax, that you don't stress about it, that you give yourself the space that you need in order to create it because stress increases cortisol and the cortisol makes it difficult for your body to actually produce the hormones involved in creating a letdown and creating milk. So managing your stress, having a picture where you can actually go into your space at work, wherever you're designated to have your breaks for nursing, because this is a legal requirement in most states, and bringing a picture or an object that reminds you of them, smells like them, can help you. It can actually increase the oxytocin you spit out, and that allows you to actually form um, really a good bond while you are away from your child. And then the last thing I want to say is that wherever you do have your setup, always bring tissues. It's always important to have those moments because there are a lot of moments, especially when you come back. I felt like I was always at work. It was school, but it felt like work. I was always two seconds away from crying because I missed my child and you will miss your child and that's okay. And if you don't miss your child, that's all right too. But I find that most women, the separation is very challenging. So give yourself grace, give yourself the space that you need and make sure that you find support wherever you are, even in parts that feel awful. So have a friend that you can reach out to outside of work if work is in a really supportive place Make sure your partner knows the struggles you're going through. And make sure you're working hard to manage the emotional side effect of having to go back to work. I really hope this helped you. I hope that you gave yourself some grace that, it, that this is a challenging time, especially in the world we work, at, work, work in. And sometimes there are no solutions that work. So just have grace with yourself and know that you're not alone in this struggle. And a lot of people are struggling with this too. If you have any questions or you'd like to reach out, go ahead and message me at the admin at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com, and I would be happy to chat with you. You also can find me at, on Instagram at uh, Dr. Kaylin Galloway, and I really hope to connect with all, all of you, but I really want to connect and talk to you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at the new mom naturopath.com.